leadership team to sit down and pray and brainstorm about what do we do for the city. Teach them how to do it. We don't just want them to live there passively. We want them to live, live with intentionality. Don't just get a house and mow your lawn. Mow the whole neighborhood. Like, be a blessing. Be an agent of change. Seek the welfare of the city. Man, there's something interesting about that. It doesn't say, you know, and when they come to you, then, then maybe you can do something for them. It says, you seek the welfare of the city, as in it's on us. Uh, the word seek, it means to um, tread over repeatedly until you beat down a path. That's what it means, to tread over repeatedly until you beat down a path. Um, I don't know if you've ever been on a walk in the woods. I know I, I look like I walked in the woods and never came out. Um, but, <laughs> but if you've walked in the woods the, for the first time and there's been no path there, it is a awkward, precarious situation. You go on that first walk through the woods, you might think, oh, I was painful, it was awkward. I almost died, I almost fell right off a cliff. I'm never doing that again. But then if you walk the, that path again and again and again, it, it'll wear down, it, it'll get easier. I think there's something to this. The first time that you, that you step out to try to, to seek the welfare of the city, it can be awkward, it can be painful. You can feel like it was a near-death experience. We're never doing that again. Let's just go back to our Wednesday night Bible studies. Jesus will be back any day. Which day? I don't know. But over time, you, you get the hang of it. Teach people how to do that. Bring them with you. Instruct them. Help them. Um, the other um, aspect of this word seek is, 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 is this kind of attitude of desperation. It's not just like you're going for a walk in the woods. It's like, it's like you've lost something precious. Has anyone here ever lost their wedding ring? Anyone? Come on. All right, a lot of us, not me, but a lot of you. Um, okay, so my wife's done it a couple of times. The worst, we, we were on vacation in Puerto Rico and we'd gone to this very popular beach and we'd had this awesome day and um, we get all the way back. We drove like 20 minutes back to our condo and my wife has this look of panic as we pull the van into the parking lot. She has left her rings on this beach that's very crowded in this foreign country 20 minutes down the road. Um, and so I can see she's sick. I get in the car, I race. I think I killed like 400 iguanas on the way there. I was like <laughs> flying. Um, and um, every time I'm here, I talk about me killing things and I realize it's <laughs> offensive. It's a joke, people. It was only like four iguanas. So, um, so I, I got there, I, I jumped over people. There were people sitting, I'd get up. Like I, I get start, start digging down, digging down. I think there's no chance. And then I find all the rings. There's actually four of them. I find them all. Let me tell you, I made, I made her, I made her come to the party on that one. So <laughs> she owed me big after that. Um, but I, I, I was desperate to find these. Why? Because she's my wife and this is, this is a big deal for me, you know? I, I didn't want her feeling like that. I was a desperate person. Seek the welfare of the city. Like you're a desperate person. We're to seek the welfare of the city, the people around us, like we're seeking something of great value to us. And what I'm getting at is you're going to be passive if you, if you don't care. And people in your church will be passive about the welfare of the city if they don't care about the city. And I think that we see that in this passage. I think we see this move from being a place that they were just in exile, going through the day, hope it's today's today, I hope today's the day we get out to 
a place that they lived, a place where they built a home, a place where they got married and had kids and had grandkids. And now this place of exile had become, had become home. Now they cared about this place. Seek the welfare of the city. Commit yourself, dig in, build relationships. And when that happens, the hardships and the sadness and the sin around you begin to weigh on your heart and they begin to move you to action. Like Jesus moved with compassion. Seeking the welfare of the city won't happen if we don't care about the city. When you care, you, you want to see it change. And I just know I grew up in a Christianity that was different to that. We were hostile and opinionated and we felt like we were just huddling up here and there's terrible people out there. And if they want to meet us, well, they know where we meet on Sundays and it's just very different to this. So seek the welfare of the city. We want to be churches that do that, that are aggressively digging deep and committing to and caring for the city and the welfare. But the last thing I want to just take us to is that it's just a call that we do more than that. And, and that's the last thing we've seen in the passage. Um, I think we're to help people, and to implore them to pray to the Lord on its behalf. I want to be honest with you, um, for us at One Harbor, we got a lot of strengths, got a lot of weaknesses. This is one of the weaknesses. In fact, I think our seek the welfare of the city arm looks like Popeye. Do you guys have Popeye over here? Do you know who that was? Yeah, okay. And I think our pray to the Lord on its behalf arm looks like olive oil. Popeye's little pencil thin lady friend. Um, I don't know if they were married. I think they were. Let's hope they were. God bless them. Um, but I think we've, I think we've, um, I think there's a danger in getting this wrong. It's like a pendulum swing, you know, it's, you know, when you realize you haven't done a good job loving and reaching the city, it's really easy to kind of run away from everything else and run, like swing the pendulum, you know, but I think it's just a good reminder for us that I think long before there's a call to go for Jesus, there's a call to come to Jesus. And I think, I think that this gets this, this staying connected to him, praying to the Lord on its behalf. What's interesting for us as a church is that um, we, we used to be the other way around. We wanted that, you know, care, you know, care for the city, um, seek the welfare of the city arm to be really big. It just wasn't. But man, we prayed a lot. What was different? Well, we didn't have a building. We didn't have a bunch of people. We didn't have a bunch of money. We didn't have a bunch of influence. All the stuff we prayed for happened, and then we didn't really pray very much anymore. We prayed more back then because we didn't have anything else. That's all we had. And you guys know the truth is that none of what we've, what God's given us in the last almost 11 years None of it can do what prayer does. But it's just an interesting thing that happens. Interesting, I mean, a really sad thing that happens. We prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed, and a lot of those prayers came to be, and we find ourselves not praying as much. But we're just as hopeless as we've ever been to change one single heart. The problems that we're facing all around us are absolutely impossible, no matter what we've got resource-wise. We have no chance. 
So what we don't just need to create in our churches is a bunch of great exiles. We need the power of God. And I love that we're focusing on how to be good exiles and how to lead well in exile. But man, we also need God's power. All the missional mindedness is great, but without the God of the mission, nothing happens. I mean, I've actually loved how today's gone. It's been, okay, here's how, we, here's how we navigate the culture well. Here's how we apply the gospel here. And then there's this passionate, exuberant, glory to God worship, right? I think we're doing a good job of modeling that here. But I want to help us to model it back home. I love how Psalm 127 says it. Unless the Lord builds the house... Those who build it labor in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. And then this next verse describes, I think, many of us who are in ministry. In vain you rise up early and go late to rest, eating the bread of anxious toil. That certainly describes me quite often. He gives to his beloved sleep. So we don't just want to put missional urgency in the people around us. We want to put in them a real desperation and dependence on God's power to save. How do we do that? How do we not just pray to the Lord on his behalf in our leaders' meetings and our staff meetings and our elders' meetings and that was good. How do we teach other people to do that? I think we can can do it when when we have large prayer gatherings. I think we can really model something there well and I would commend to you to do that. Um, we, we've even done things where we've we brought in, you know, people in the city who weren't, who weren't Christians. They were just involved in the school system or the foster care system or something. We'll bring them in. We'll say, hey, listen, this is clearly a prayer meeting, but we know you're here. We just we want you to tell us what's going on with this aspect of the city. And, and, and you get to hear about something that you didn't know. And then we get together and we pray into it. I mean, you can do that. You can, you can I mean, because there's always church stuff to pray for. We need to pray for more workers in the kids' ministry, pray for more money in the buckets, more of this and more. There's, I mean, anytime you do a, a corporate prayer time, there's always so many just church things that you can and should pray for that you can, if you're careful, never make it to anything beyond that. You know, the prayer meeting is kind of like a double-edged sword. We pray for the church stuff and we make everyone feel guilty and maybe they'll give more and serve more. Double hitter, you know. Um, so I would encourage you to think of your prayer times when you gather together, think of how you can drip in or, or really put on, on display how we pray to the Lord um, on the behalf of, of, of our city. Um, so I think do that. And then I think, um, I think just another little thing I'll, I'll just give you that we've tried to do is to uh, find, find simple, doable ways to encourage people to pray um, on a regular basis. So this is going to sound so infantile. But I keep saying um, to our church, I'll just say, hey, guys, just join me in praying. Just when you're driving around throughout the week, whatever, just, just pray the simple prayer, God help our little town. Now, they know what that's connected to. It's connected to addiction and depression and suicide and so many sad things we're facing, so many sad things we're involved in. Today back home, um, our church did a funeral for a 19-year-old boy who died. He's a son of a firefighter who I serve um, as the chaplain for the fire department. I wanted to be there really bad. As much as I love you, I wanted to be there for that. But we were there, loving, serving this family as a church. In fact, I think it's actually going on right now, the service. Our, our church now is aware of the sadness and brokenness in our community. And so I, 
I try to help them. Hey, I want you just to drive around, pray this little prayer. God, help our little town. God, help our, our little city. God, help our, just, just, I'm just passing on something. I know it's infantile, but I feel like people will actually remember it and do it. And so, um, yeah, I'd encourage you to do that. Teach people how to pray to the Lord's behalf. Let's be missional churches and let's raise up missionaries to seek the welfare of the city, but let's not forget to pray to the Lord on its behalf. Um, as we close this evening, man, I mean, we've heard a lot today. Um, and even what we've talked about now, as far as helping other people in our churches, you know, it might be that, you know, you had a hard time thinking about other people in your church because you were thinking about yourself on some of these issues. And you might not want to, you know, kind of admit to that, but maybe you're thinking, gosh, actually, I, I don't know, even know that I have any credibility to stand on and that one issue because I'm not living that out myself. And so I think what we can do that we shouldn't do in these moments is kind of go, right, I'm gonna do better and try harder and break, here I go, watch out. Holiday Inn Express, you're about to get it, you know. Um, <laughs> so um, what should we do? Well, we should just pray to God who sent us into exile. God who called us to seek the welfare of the city. You should just pray to him and ask him to help us. If you're here and you're feeling um, either a sense of, gosh, I really have blown it on some of this, or a sense of, you know what, I just, man, I feel like, actually I feel like I, I want to do better on some of this. If that's you, um, man, I, can I get us all just to stand together? Is that all right? If that's you would, you, would you mind just having the courage? You're in a safe place. If you're feeling, gosh, I've really blown it, or man, I, I, I am feeling burdened for myself. I need to do better in this area. One of those areas, would you mind just sticking your hand up? If that's you? Yeah, okay. That's good. That's good. So why don't we do this? Why don't we just take a few minutes? Um, Sam and the guys are going are gonna to come up, and they'll still just play a bit. Let's, we've got some time. Let's just take a few minutes. If that's you, just keep your hand up. And the guys are going to get around you and just say, hey, I need prayer for this area. And let's just jump right into praying, guys. Sometimes we're better at talking to people than praying for them. Let's just jump right into praying for the guys. This isn't a chance to give them your, your own sermon on how to do better at this. this is, let's just pray to God for these guys. Sound good? Okay, keep your hands up if that's you. And the guys around you are going to pray for you. Let's go for it.